Hello and welcome to DairyPod. I'm John Penry from Dairy Australia. In this episode, Dairy Australia's national people lead, Mick Fuller, is joined by Dairy New South Wales Project Officer for Workforce Attraction and Retention, Tanya Ketteringham, and Aurora Dairy's talent lead, Michael Glidden, to discuss how farmers can successfully attract staff to their business. The conversation provides insights and guidance that takes into account the current unemployment rates, what job seekers are looking for, writing a great job advert, and where to advertise to reach the right people. This is the first in a series of DairyPod episodes that will focus on providing insights and guidance to help farmers successfully recruit and retain the right people for dairy farm jobs. So hello everyone and welcome to our first edition of uh, the Workforce Attraction Podcast and so on. Uh, that's aimed at uh, helping our farmers successfully recruit the best people they can. I'm Mick Fuller, I'm the National People Lead here at Dairy Australia and I'm very happy today to be joined by two really seasoned professionals uh, working in the talent attraction area. First of all, right next to me, uh, we have Michael Glidden, who's a talent attraction lead at Aurora Dairies. She's uh, uh, a leading dairy um, producer with operations in South Australia, Tasmania, Victoria, and New Zealand. Very impressive, Michael. Welcome. Thanks, Vic. Thanks, Alan, Nick. No worries. And secondly, but not uh, not leastly, we have Tanya Ketterington, who is our workforce attraction lead at Dairy Australia for Southern New South Wales. Welcome to you, Tanya. Thanks for having me. No worries. Now, before we start, I do have to come clean, guys. Um, I haven't actually done a podcast before, and I think from discussions with you guys, neither of you. So it's with a little bit of trepidation that uh, we enter today, but here we are, uh, and we're willing to give it a go. Uh, and, and likewise, I guess we know that there's farmers out there who find recruitment a little uncomfortable, um, and uh, maybe that's not part of their standard wheelhouse, um, but that's okay. All things are difficult before they get easier, uh, and hopefully uh, people that listen in today can pick up a couple of things that we cover that makes things a little bit smoother when it comes to recruitment. So uh, so setting the scene, uh, we know things are tough out there um, when it comes to attracting and retaining people in our industry and on our farms, and our farm surveys consistently say that the workforce challenge is one of the top three concerns keeping our farmers uh, up at night. We have multi-decade low unemployment. We've got intense competition between industries for available workers, and we've got a country that's really just transitioning um, back to um, its borders being open again uh, to international workers. So I I guess to to start off, you you guys are both immersed in the field of finding the best talent possible in the market that we have for our farmers. How do you think the dairy industry is faring in this? Any initial thoughts? I don't think it is varied. Um, I, I think that it's just as challenging for the dairy industry it is, as it is for a lot of industries at the moment. Um, they're all experiencing shortages. So I think for the dairy industry, like most industries, um, farmers need to maybe widen their pool of applicants, look at different people that they might not have thought of in the past and um, see what other options are out there when it comes to hiring staff. Yeah. Agree with that. Um, you have to not just look at your traditional methods of finding someone with five, 10 years of dairy experience. You have to look at different pathways, people with historical skills um, and 
aimed to tap into that that market of young people maybe coming straight out of high school or maybe high school's not for them. They want to give uh, in, uh, dairy a crack or something agriculture related a crack um, yeah. and just kind of looking through those different pathways compared to always looking for someone with heaps of dairy experience. Yes, yeah, right. Okay. Look, we'll, we'll get on to, you know, uh, that a little bit further on, but I guess if you had to pick out one thing that you think dairy is doing well in this challenging market, what what, what immediately comes to mind? I think um, the networks that are available and the support systems for people within the dairy industry are really important and you don't see that in a lot of industries. Um, so, that, for example, young people, when they come into the dairy industry, they've got access to things like the Young Dairy Network, there's um, Dairy Australia training platforms, um, there's other support outside of that when it comes to accredited training. So there's a lot of support systems out there within, or sorry, within the dairy industry that we can tap into to really make sure that people who enter the industry can get the opportunities and get the training and, and can settle into those roles. Yeah. 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 That's good. You know, Michael, you're from sort of a larger farm sort of format sort of end of, of our uh, industry. Uh, anything that comes to mind with regards to uh, what you see on, on the on that side? Yeah, I think um, the opportunity to progress in dairy is um, is a major draw card. So um, with the labour shortages at the moment, there's often positions available um, and people that want to learn, want to get some training and want to progress into high-level roles have that opportunity. There's, there's, there's a real... Uh, yeah, opportunity there. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Um, so attracting great people is not just about what our farmers need. Uh, you know, if we look at it through the eyes of the job seeker and the the, the people that we want to attract, well, what, what do we understand about them today? What what are they looking for in a job and a career? Maybe just start. Yeah, with Mark. So if you look, uh, I guess, a few decades ago, a job was just a job. You, you get your money, go home, and that's that. But now people want um, the overall experience. So um, obviously they want good pay, but they want to know other benefits you can offer, what their work-life balance is going to be like, um, whether your um, farm aligns with their, their personal values, whether you've got sustainable purposes going on. Um, it's a lot more aligned to to what they feel as a as a human and what they want to have a, I guess, a purpose for um, going to work instead of just rocking up each day doing their job and going home. Um, I think that's a bit of a shift um, these days. Mm -hmm. um, and they want to have a career. Um, they, they want, you know, progression, generally progression. Some people are still happy to, to stay at the same level and that's fine. Um, but yeah, having the opportunity and clear pathways to progress into different roles if they want it mm -hmm. um, is really important to, to job seekers. Yes. Yeah. So, so I guess what you say is some of the sort of the higher level sort of needs, because uh, I think when I initially look at this, I think it's the tangible such as pay. So is pay important? Pay, hey, yeah, definitely important. Um, but it's those extra benefits, whether you can offer, um, you know, every second weekend off or um, housing at, at a lower lower cost than a normal rental, things like that do, um, you know, have holding a lot of value to people, especially if current situation with the with the economy um having those extra benefits and being able to promote them to potential candidates is really important yeah so i, I guess what i'm hearing from that is 
flexibility is uh, is a real driver of, uh, of people wanting to enter the industry uh, as is career progression. And pay, uh, whilst not the most important, is still important enough. So, so pay has to be competitive for, for people to consider that in the first place. They've got cross opportunity brushes as as we all do, like answer. Right? Yeah. yeah. How about how about you, Tanya? What, what do you what do you see the the modern job seeker? Uh, what 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 are they what are they looking for? What what, what must we um, happy to for? Yeah, look, I agree with everything that Michael has said there, particularly work-life balance. I think that's really important, particularly when we're looking at the different cohorts of job seekers that are, are starting in the industry now. So if you're looking at your know, parents, um, people who want to work part-time, employers and farmers need to be offering those opportunities. Um, I think it's also really important for farmers to realise um, what's important to the individual, not necessarily the whole pool of job seekers or the whole pool of people out there. They need to know that, that person's individual values. You know, something that might be important to one person, like going to their son's soccer game every Saturday, isn't necessarily important to someone else. So farmers need to have that flexibility around their individual staff members and try and offer offer those opportunities for them to, to do those things that they value in life. So, yeah, I think that's, that's really important. Um, sure... Um, pay is important. It's important in any job. Let's be realistic. We all work for money. Um, so we can't pretend that that's not important. And, um, I think that what else is important is feeling like you're part of a team and achieving something. So like Michael said, you know, that meaningful work. So, you know, why am I getting up and going to work? Sure. I'm going there to get a paycheck, but what am I achieving when I'm there? And I think people, um, are valuing, you know, where food is coming from a little bit more. So, um, you know, I think the production of food has always been a really noble occupation. You know, it's such an important thing in society. So, um, you know, by working in an industry where, where you're producing nutritious food, you're caring for animals, you're looking after the land, I think people would value that as well. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I'm hearing some different things, uh, but, but really complementary things, uh, you know, the, the, that sense of purpose. And I think, uh, you know, the dairy industry has a great sense of purpose. You know, it produces healthy food that feeds the nation and the world at large. So I think that's uh, that, that's really important. I guess, you know, a point you made there, Tanya, around flexibility, uh, but it's not just a one-size-flexibility-fits-all. It's it's really tailoring to the individual. So see the uh, see the employee and the job seeker as an individual because what drives one individual will be different to what drives another. And if you can tap into that, uh, you're well on why. If you would have flipped that question on its head, what are the absolute turn-offs? What, what, what do you see farmers get wrong? I think if, um, if I'm you know, a bit of vacancy and I'm talking to candidates, a lot of them do say, I'm looking for a new job because of, I want to learn new things. I've got a lack of variety I'm working 40, 50 hours a week milking is my whole job. I want to learn other things. Um, and that's something that dairy can offer. There's so many different tasks on farm. It doesn't have to be one person does this, one does that. You can share it around, give people variety um, and let them develop their skills. Um, it's only going to benefit your own farm. Yeah. Yeah. So a, a sense of variety, which sort of taps into your, your previous question with regards around development, uh, that... Um, yeah, farmers got sort of many very uh, uh, sort of task opportunities, and it's, it's important to give you know um, uh, uh, some exposure to each of those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
What do you, what do you think, Tanya? What what are the absolute turnoffs? What where, where do you see um, when things don't work out um, that that we've got it wrong? Look, uh, I think the the biggest hurdle are the preconceived ideas about the dairy industry. You know, a lot of people in the public think. If you work in the dairy industry, you're working really long hours, um, you're not getting paid much. That is the perception out there. Um, so I think we need to work really hard to show the public and show those potential applicants the opportunities that are available. There's preconceived ideas in a lot of occupations. You know, um, if someone said to me, I'm, I want you to apply for a job as an accountant, straight away I think, oh, how boring. You know, so when, so you, you've got to work on those preconceptions and, and try and show the positives of the industry. So, you know, why would you want to work in dairy? Well, you get to work outside, you get to work with animals, you get to have all these different opportunities because I think people don't realise the complexities of the dairy industry. And I've spoken to a couple of the applicants that we've placed on farm recently who have said exactly that. I, I didn't realise there was so much involved in dairy. I thought people just went on a farm and milked cows and there's so much more to it. And um, I think people don't realise that until they're there. Um, so we've got to get that message out to people before they're applying for jobs so that we can attract people to the industry. Yeah. And, and I think there's a, a sense of autonomy too. So there's lots of things to be done on farm, but the order in which they get done, there's uh, there's some self-reliance and, um, and you know, how, how things are sort of structured on farm. Uh, you know, a uh, a job seeker is or, or a new employee is, is an active part of that. I think another preconception as well with dairy or agriculture as a whole is safety. So people um, have the perception that it's unsafe to work on a farm. So I think if you are having safety as a really important part of your your, your farm um, and having that come across with potential candidates, it shows that you you know value them as an employee, but also value them as as a person and. Um, if they come to work on your farm, they're going to go home safely. Um, so that's something that I've seen um, in candidates as well, um, perhaps currently working on a farm that doesn't value safety as much as they feel is important. Um, it's safe enough for them to move on to a different position that, that perhaps does. Yeah, 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 really, really good point. So, guys, in this competitive market then, how can farmers make their proposition to job seekers? So it's it's not the traditional approach of hey, I have a position and it involves this uh, apply. It is more a case of um, uh, you know really selling the the best uh, features of of the farm, the work environment, and and whatnot. So it's challenged a little bit, and I, I guess you know. Competition for uh, for workforce will will do that. So, how can farmers make their proposition to job seekers out there really sort of stand out? I think um, a very important thing to job seekers is positive work culture. So, if you can, in our small towns where we generally operate, um, people know who's a good operator, who who's a good farmer, who treats their staff well. So, public perception is going to be your best thing. Um, as soon as you have that perception that, you know, you might not be a good farm to work at, it's very hard to shake. Um, and people, um, you know, they talk. So ask around town, hey, this farm has a vacancy. What do you think? And as soon as the the perception is, oh, that's a bad farm manager, you don't want to work with them, um, it's going to be very hard to attract good staff. Um, I think that's probably one of the, the main things that we need to focus on initially, have that good perception, good, good, um, work environment, good culture mm -hmm. and opportunities for development as, as we touched on. 
and, and I guess that, you know, how you create great perception if, if word of mouth is that strong is offer good experiences yeah. and good experiences travel just like bad experiences uh, travel uh, and particularly in a, in a local community. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, how about you, Tanya? What, what do you think farmers need to do to, to really make that proposition to job seekers stand out and compelling for them? Yeah, I couldn't agree more with um, that positive work environment. Um, I think communication is key to any positive work environment, to any work, good work culture. So I think farmers, um, just like any employer, need to make sure that they are communicating with their staff. Um, they are really clear on what's expected from the staff members when they're, when they're working. And when they're advertising, they're making sure that they're showing the, you know, what they can offer that person who's applying for the job, not only what that farmer needs, but what they can offer that applicant. So yeah, I think that's really important. And what you, what you can offer an applicant doesn't have to be on your farm. They could come to your mm -hmm. 500 cow farm as a farmhand, and then within two years, move on to a thousand cow farm as a farmhand. That's still showing that you've trained them. You've given them opportunities to progress. Um, and it benefits the industry as a whole, if people are, you know, learning skills and moving from farm to farm, whether it's in, within the SAP company or a different company, it's just benefits the industry. It gives you the opportunity to bring someone new in, train them up mm. um, to get to the same spot as the, the previous employee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it might, might just pick you up on, um, you, you talk about advertising. And I guess in making that job seeker proposition really compelling, it starts with a, a great job advertisement. So, you know, you guys have... Uh, I've got years of experience in this field. You would have seen and maybe written thousands of these yourselves um, and seen how candidates actually respond to them. So what, what makes a great advertisement in your eyes? Yeah, I think um, we've touched on before the the benefits. You need to really point out the benefits of what you can offer and what, what's different to the farm next door. Um, but also putting some detail in about your farm. You don't want to just have an ad up saying, I've got a farm and vacancy. Um, anyone that has a bit of experience or what I know, again, how many cows you have, how big your farm is, um, what your milking platform's like, do you have any technology? Um, so being really um, detailed in that area is important because the candidate gets a good idea about what your farm, how your farm operates without even stepping on it. Um, and all the rest of the information about you know what your what your what your company or your farm stands for um, can then go under that, but I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, candidates often just you know we all do a quickly skim a job ad, a um, couple of paragraphs, and that's it. So all that really interesting, important information should be up top. Mm. And and listening to you as you said that, you know, my my thought was okay. Uh, uh, I'm thinking a large farm, but I'm thinking with small farms too. They, they do have some advantages. So they may not have as many employees or um, or maybe some of the structures, but what they do have is that ability for people to, to, to work across a lot of areas. Um, and so you think that stands for the small farms as well? Yeah, it's a benefit. Um, you you might be on a smaller farm with a couple of employees, but you're, and again, you might be working as a farmhand, but you could be actually, you're actually working at that higher level assistant manager doing a lot of everything and when the when the farm manager or farm owner is having a day off you're running the forest so um that looks great on a resume if you are trying to progress into a to a larger opportunity yeah Tanyan, how about you is there anything uh that that uh that didn't say that you think 
is an absolute must include for for a job advertisement that really stands out? Look, I just think we need to show the benefits to the candidate, you know, what they're going to get out of that job. And it doesn't need to be war and peace. We don't need a huge, you know, um, job ad with lots of writing in it because nobody reads them. We know that. Um, So I think, yeah, just get to the point. Um, Yes, absolutely show the type of farm that they're going to be working on. Everyone is different. And some people are attracted to those smaller farms and those smaller employers. And some people prefer to work for those larger employers. So I think it's really important to have that, like Michael said, in the, you know, the top of the job ad. Make sure that's really clear so people understand the type of farm that they might be working on, the type of dairy that they might be working on, um, and the varied duties. If they're going to work on a smaller farm, a lot of times they're going to do more than um, milk cows. They're going to maybe do calf rearing. They might do paddock work. They There might be a lot of other duties that are involved in that role as well. So, yeah, show them the variety if it is there. Yeah. 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 Very good. And, and I guess uh, in moving on but staying on sort of job advertisements, there's plenty of places where uh, a farm could advertise a job. Um, what 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 are the what's what's your advice to the farms on the best place to to put that advert that's going to be seen? Yeah, and so yeah, so for me, like we have now with Dairy Australia's Dairy Farm Jobs Board, so we're using that to advertise vacancies specifically for the dairy industry, and we've got you know achieved some really good results out of that. Um, so in New South Wales alone, we've placed a hundred people on dairy farms. So yeah, that's a great achievement. And a lot of those are still there. Um, a lot of those are new entrants to the industry, which is really nice to see. So we're seeing, um, that flexibility from farmers to hire people who have not worked in the industry before. So that's wonderful to see. Um, but I also think social media is key when it comes to advertising. That's where most people are looking nowadays for jobs. So, you know, and we are doing that at Dairy Australia. We are sharing our vacancies on social media, making sure the message is out there that these are these jobs are available. Um, we're also going out to employment service providers, schools, um, tertiary um, facilities to say these are the vacancies that we have available at the moment. And, you know, if you're interested, this is how you apply. So I think we're getting um, more candidates and more applicants that way rather than just advertising on those um, traditional platforms like Seek. Sure, you know, that's, there's still some value in, in advertising on those platforms, but I really do think that um, the Dairy Farm Jobs Board and social media are achieving some really good results. Yeah. yeah. So, so don't rely on, you know, I read somewhere, I think Seek uh, carries around 75% of all vacancies, but that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, our job seat is, that's where they're looking. So is your advice to sort of spread the load and, uh, and, and go with sort of uh, some sort of multi-channel approaches? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly yeah. what... Yeah, needs to happen. Yeah, you're 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 by advertising in different places, you're actually um, attracting different pools of participants and job seekers. Um, on Seek, there's you know a certain type of job seeker that might be looking on Seek. Um, whereas if you're advertising through social media or directly to employment services or schools, you're you're attracting or you're um, advertising to a different pool of participants that might be suitable. Yeah, for the job. Right. And your seek is generally active candidates, so they're there looking for jobs. But if you've got your passive candidates scrolling through social media um, that aren't really looking for a job, but it pops up and it gets their interest, um, that's, as Tanya said, a different pool of people. Um, even for a company like Aurora with with a great um, recruitment system that we use, um, at least half of our jobs that we feel are come through word of mouth. So the applicant doesn't apply through a system. It comes directly to the manager, the local region, or it might be emailed to myself. 
Um, so even with all that, if, you know, putting a lot of effort into it, it um, it's not always the, the, the outcome comes through the, the actual system that. And, and you know, Tanya, you talk about social media as that's where I'd advertise. Any places in particular that you found uh, particularly successful? I think a few, a few farm managers of ours, the local the local uh, Facebook groups, um, you know, Gippsland Farmers or something like that um, is really good because you've got people that are interested in the industry already in that group. Um, easy to contact you through a quick Facebook message or something like that. Um, yeah, nice nice and easy process. Um, and although we don't do it, Twitter or, or X's is nowadays, um, also quite good in the agriculture space for, for those job vacancies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I also find sharing um, vacancies on the local community pages. So, you know, just the community pages where that job vacancy exists um, has been, yeah, really positive and we've got some really good applicants that way. What about print media? Is print media dead for job advertisements now? Um, I'd say, but I, I say to my managers, it depends on the region. So if you are, if, if your local region has a really strong newspaper and uh, that's where people go for jobs, then go for it. But if not, waste your time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Same. So is that what you say to tenant? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And, and how, how long should I advertise for? Um, is there a, is there an ideal time and are there times of the year that I shouldn't bother because no one's going to look at it? Yeah. It's always good to have a close date on a job, you know, within three or four weeks at the most. Um, sometimes that does have to be extended, but it's good to have that close date because then you know that applicants are actually going to p- apply within that period. If you put the close date too far away, they'll just wait, you know, and you might miss out on that right, the right applicant because, um, someone else has applied and you've actually gone ahead and hired them because you know what people like. If you need someone on farm, you need them there now, not in a month or two. So yeah, so that's really important. And look, advertising around Christmas time, not many people are job searching at that time. We all know that. Um, That's when most people wind down for a couple of weeks, but otherwise most of the year is fine. Yeah, agreed. Having that um, end date is important on job ads, but also if you are looking to hire straight away, a little sentence like we we are um, aiming to build this position as soon as possible. So apply ASAP. Mm. Don't don't wait till the day before the job closes. Yes. Uh, it's important. I've found a lot of times we'll advertise a job and within a day, why that person. So yep. um, yeah, as quick as possible, if you are a candidate looking for work, um, it is the best way to get your, get your application in front of the recruiters or the boss manager. So I guess what I'm hearing from that, guys, is you know, create a sense of urgency. If there's no urgency, then, then people will wait. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Okay. Um, now there's the ideal candidate who has all the right experience, skills, and attitude, and that has a reality. And the reality is there might not be many of those candidates around. So should farmers compromise? And and if so, what should they be prepared to compromise on? Well, I might start with you because you you, you did mention actually in the introduction. Um, uh, your, your advice was to broaden the lens uh, because uh, people with ad experience um, aren't necessarily a straight sort of no. What, what, what do you see? Yeah, um, I think, you know, if we look at young people without dairy experience, there's plenty of opportunity there. So um, young people are generally better than the than us older people at technology. They understand things a lot better and the way that... Um, I guess dairy is going, there's a lot of technology going on, a lot of data, a lot of information that um, can be quite hard to to understand. So having someone that has a bit 
has that kind of background growing up with with an iPad from from age two um, and knowing that kind of thing is, is going to be really important for your farm going forward. Um, with lots of people moving to regional areas after COVID, um, you have these young people in the areas that haven't grown up in agricultural space, but um, are willing to give it a try in the region. Um, sometimes you just need to give them an opportunity. And there are a few programs around like Ag Career Start, um, which is nationwide by National Farmers Federation, um, and we're involved in a different program in the Warrnambool region called Ag Futures, getting young people involved in in agriculture, um, just giving them an opportunity. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but at least give it a crack. Um, the way I look at, at it is we might have a vacancy that we're going to fill the backpack up. Why not try a, you know, a young Australian worker that wants to give it a crack? Um, either way, it might not work out. Um, with the backpack or the, or the Australian worker. But if it does work out with the Australian worker, you've got an employee for a long time. Um, and that's a great benefit. Mm. I bet you, Tanya. Yeah, I agree. Look, a lot of young people um, will say, I want to work with animals or I want to work outdoors, but they don't really understand where to start. They don't know where the opportunities are. And I think some of the work that we're doing in that space where we're speaking to school students and speaking to school leavers um, and showing them the opportunities in dairy is opening their eyes to what's out there. Um, so I think that, yeah, now we need farmers to also look at those candidate pools and say, yeah, I'll take on a young person or give that person that opportunity. It won't be easy. It's not easy to hire any new person and young people in particular, you know, they have maybe a different way of communicating. So sometimes farmers need to, might need to to have a look at um, how they're communicating with that cohort of participants or cohort of um, job seekers. Um, but, um, you know, we've we've already achieved some really great results. And I think with young people, there's that opportunity to train. They haven't got experience and they're not bringing with them bad habits when it comes to their work um, experience. And, um, you know, in addition to those um, opportunities that you talked about, Michael, there's also traineeships that young people can do on farms so they can actually work on farm and do a accredited training course at the same time. And in addition to that, we've got our Enlight learning system, our e-learning system that young people can access to, to get, or anyone can access to um, improve their skills in the dairy industry. So they're really important things that we have to make sure that we allow access to. But um, yeah, I really am um, passionate about getting young people in the industry. I think that's the future of the industry. I think if we keep looking only for experienced people, um, we're not going to fill those vacancies that are there. So, so I, I guess what I'm hearing is sort of the young and inexperienced, whilst they come with their own challenges uh, and they need, you know, particular areas to develop, and both on sort of personal level and on a, on a work and professional level, the, the reward for that is actually really strong it's uh you you if you get that right uh you know you, you've got someone who's not just picking up a job but potentially someone who's who's kind of growing a career in uh in dairy and, and on your farm yeah yeah okay. um if farmers need to help with their recruitment michael uh you know i've looked at your, your websites and uh a little bit about aurora it's very impressive uh, uh, organization. Uh, so they obviously reach out to you, you and your team. Well, what, what support do you offer, uh, your farmers? Yeah. So I, I mentioned earlier that most of our positions we feel, um, generally come from the word of mouth and local regions. So if a farm manager of ours is really struggling, that's when I help advertise a job, um, for them. Um, 
help filter out some candidates, organize interviews where needed, um, join interviews, give some interview training when, when required, um, just to kind of give them a bit of help, especially during busy periods like carving, um, if they're down a person and need, a, need an extra hand, um, that's part of my role to give them that assistance and help them out. Um, and just making sure that, uh, I guess, really important in, in dairy is having a face-to-face meeting. So we, we have moved to, at times, Teams interviews and things like that, or Zoom, um, but in the dairy space or, or agriculture, just actually being on farm and having the manager spend some time and show them around the farm as a candidate. Um, don't rush it. It's it's, it's an important thing. Um, someone's taking a chance, potentially moving their whole family to your region to work for you. Um, spend an hour or two showing them everything around the farm and and give them a really good experience because that's first impression. It's very important. Mm-hmm. So it is. You're right. It's it's a big investment on uh, on both sides. It's a big investment for the farmer. Um, you know, they're, they're potentially putting them in charge of uh, of you know uh, their 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 operation or part thereof. And then it's a big investment on behalf of the the person taking the job as well. So take your time to to get that right. Tanya. Um, uh, what what support does Dairy Australia offer uh, in the recruitment space for farmers? Yeah, so like I said before, we have the Dairy Farm Jobs Board, so we can advertise vacancies for farmers and assist them to fill those vacancies that way. But then once um, someone has selected someone to start on farm, we've got other support systems where we can assist with some of the HR needs. We can give advice on, on what's needed when you start a new employee. Um a lot of farms have never hired before. You know, I've worked with some farms who, for the first time, are hiring a staff member outside of their family. So they're not aware of what's required when you hire someone new. What, you know, what contract do you have to sign? What paperwork do you have to give them? What pay rates do they pay? There's so many questions around that when you haven't done it before. So we're there to assist with that. Um, we can also, there's also the training support that we can offer. So like I said before, there's e-learning, the in-light system that new workers can um, access, um, particularly those entry-level modules like safety on farm and handling livestock. They're really good programs that they can do online and that can be part of the induction program for some of these farmers, which is really valuable and it will help um, you know, to check those boxes to making sure that they are meeting all those needs and they're they're covering their safety on farm and making sure that their workers are safe on farm. Um, in addition to that, we've got the workshops that the regional extension offices run. So um, they're face-to-face workshops and they vary um, from, you know, some new level, new entry level roles and um, workshops such as milking and mastitis management. Um, and then there's more experienced um, REO workshops that we've got. So um, in addition to that, we can offer support with traineeships, other accredited training, so we can give some advice to farmers on on what's available out there. So, yeah, yeah, that's just some of the supports. You know, whatever a farmer needs, we're here. So we try to do everything we can to support their needs when it comes to recruitment and retention. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so that, that, that sounds pretty comprehensive. Uh, whether I'm a, a large farmer or a small farmer, uh, there, there, is, there is support available, whether that be... Um, you know, our website, whether that be through some of our face-to-face programs or, or remote uh, learning programs, um, uh, you know, on, on the phone to our regional offices. Um, and so, yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's plenty there for farmers to tap into uh, if they want to, but if they need to. 
think that's right. Um, just so farmers at times don't want to pick up the phone and, and ask a question, but just, there's always people around to help, whether it's um, there people in Tanya's role as um, workforce attraction leads or the extension officers or Aurora, like Pity Mullen, myself, or our HR team. Um, I'd rather a manager give me a call and ask a question than potentially do the wrong thing and then have a bit of a tricky situation to get out of. Um, it, we're always about what help. I think everyone in the industry is happy to take a call. Yeah, very good. Very good. Um, guys, we're just about out of time today. So in looking at what we've covered, we've covered what the modern job seeker uh, net is and wants in a job and a career. We've touched on how farmers can best position uh, their job proposition to the market. Uh, a little bit about how to write a job and what really stands out um, and where to place it. Uh, so look, I, I really wanted to thank both of you for, for your time and your, your valuable insights. Um, one last question before we sign off though. Uh, you both have years of experience in this area, but if you only had five minutes with a farmer um, and you had to impart to the one important thing uh, on what we've spoken about today, what what would you what advice would you give them in terms of getting that uh, getting that right? Oh, for, for me, it's the perception of the industry, and I think that um, is the responsibility of anyone who's working in the industry, whether you're a farmer, whether you're a um, supplier, whether you're working in the support services. Um, you need to make sure that you're portraying the industry in a positive way. You know, we want to attract people to the industry and the only way we can do that is to show the positives of working in the industry. So I think that's one of the most important things. And as a farmer, you need to be out there telling them how good it is to be working in the industry and, you know, not be talking only about the negative parts. And because every job has negative parts, but we don't need to hear that all the time. We need to hear all the positives. Yeah. yeah. And there's so much, yeah, there's so many positives about the industry and so many opportunities out there. So that's what we need to be um, portraying out in the public. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that that's, uh, as a farmer, you're part of something bigger too. You're mm -hmm. part of an industry and, you know, it's it's about being honest, uh, uh, but, you know, absolutely putting the, the best foot forward with regards to, you know, everything the industry has to offer and all those things that you've spoken about today. That's right. No, yeah, I agree, Tanya. Like, um, not just talking about the positives, but living it. So having that really positive work environment on your farm, um, that's the best way to get some positive talk going um, by your team, talking to their their friends or or, or uh, other people in the industry about how good it is working at this dairy farm um, for this manager. I think that's a great <laughs> note to finish on, guys. So uh, once again, thanks thanks a lot God, for right. your time. Uh, and to join us for next time, we'll be talking about to farmers about successfully building an employment brand, something that with Rose as a point today, we didn't really go into any sort of details. So thanks for tuning in and have a great day. Thanks, Vic. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. If you would like to find out more about how Dairy Australia is supporting farmers in attracting and retaining staff and to access employment resources, visit dairyaustralia.com.au forward slash people dash skills dash and dash capability. We have also placed this and other related links in the episode notes. We hope that you have enjoyed this DairyPod episode. If you have any questions or ideas for future episodes, you can get in contact with us by emailing dairypod at dairyaustralia.com.au. Thanks very much for listening and bye for now. 